Welcome to the 1L2N Podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some very creative people today. Missy. Hello. Mike. Hello. Tommy. Hi. And our most creative guest here, Liam. Yeah. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we are bringing you along for the ride. First off, want to say super excited today because it is a... Da, 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 challenge day. So we will be starting off our podcast doing our challenges, which I'm very excited about. But before we start off with doing the challenges, how is everybody doing? It's so cold. Let's see. Recap since last time. Erin got chased by a baby moose. We had to shave the cat. She drilled through her hand. Um, what? Wait, what? Yeah, she was building a board and drilled. Well, not through her hand, but into her hand. Oh, okay. Oh, lovely. Uh, she she is a, a very handy woman. Like she she loves power tools and uses them all the time. And she admits that she did a really stupid thing by like putting her hand down to push on the bottom of something. The drill went up and it went into her hand. Mm. And immediately I ran to the bathroom. And I grabbed a bunch of, you know, gauze and like looking for like medical supplies and stuff. And she's like, it's it's fine. It's just it burns. And I was like, you're going to go need stitches like you need stitches. She's like, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like looking at the gap and it's just gigantic with these like the drill. I had to pull her hand out of the drill bit and it was like a, a half inch oh. drill bit. That's oh, that's my. how bad it was. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. She just put some gauze on it and stuff. And I'm like, we had to go to the store to get more supplies for this thing we're building. And she just kept saying it was fine. And I brought like extra gauze and wrapping and stuff like that. Like I have a little med kit with me when I'm with her now. And <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so she drilled through like her hand. Glitter paint and write Aaron on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at night I was like, she, she pulled it off and she was like, all right, this is going to be gross. So sorry. But she was like, just pulling the wound open a little bit, make sure nothing was in there. And she's like, oh, that's fat in there. I was like, yeah, that's not good. Like seeing fat in a wound is never good. I was like, you need to go get stitches. And she looked it up. She's like, oh, yeah, that's one of the signs. If you can see fat in a wound, then you need stitches. So next morning she went and got stitches. And then she complained about them. And she's like, it's just going to be expensive. And I don't need them. And I was like, you're you're such a like a hard-ass American. I don't know. It's, it's great. That's how our week's been. I love how for you two, the stereotypical roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. And it makes for such an, you guys are such an awesome power couple. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm the one that's like, ow, my finger got hurt. No, please need a boo-boo bandage. And she's just like, I don't want to go get stitches. I'm bleeding. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's just decorative. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because this week I got a new mouse, which I'm very excited about. Like a like mouse for your you know, computer, not like a little animal. I was using Mike's old mouse from like 10, 11 years ago, something like that. So it was time. It was it was dying and I needed one, which is nice because now I can edit more efficiently, which is great. So yeah, been been really enjoying that. I've been on a freaking workout streak and it's been awesome. Last yesterday, we were all we all as a family, except for Liam. Sorry. Screw you, Liam. Haha, <laughs> love you. We started playing Stardew Valley and I totally oh, yeah. forgot to work out yesterday and i was like oh i can't wait to go to bed at 1 a.m and i go out to brush my teeth and i'm like shit i forgot to work out so i had to quietly work out with all my weights for like an hour <laughs> last night and it was exhausting but i'm also very glad i did it i did not miss a day even though i totally did we're so proud of you thank you 
Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Like that must have been difficult because I know your your weights definitely make noise when you're working out. So Mike's weights, yeah, they're they're Mike's. They're hand me down. I'm very glad he gave them to me because he didn't have space. But yeah, they make Mike's a lot. Mike's old of... mouse. Mike's old weights. <laughs> <laughs> Just give away everything. <laughs> yep. It's like I don't want to take. Do you it, guys want like, a three legged cat? Yes. You can have Mo. I don't have a cat. I want a cat. <laughs> okay, but how is Aaron gonna feel about that? Ecstatic. No. 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 Aaron loves her. Really? Yeah, I joke about getting rid of the pets all the time. And she's like, no, we're not getting rid of the pets. It's like, but we can replace them with new ones. It's like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the perfect. What about you two? How's your week? I don't have a life. So the most exciting thing that happened to me this week was it's the Winter Olympics. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Those Olympics. did start. What's your favorite G- event? USA. USA. Um, the ice one. <laughs> the winter one. The snow one. I like the slaloms and I like the, I'm not sure which I like better, the speed skating or the short track. So basically short track versus long track. I really enjoy. Uh, That's incorrect. The correct answer should have been curling. I like curling too, but my he asked my favorites and curling is your favorite. I like it, but it's not my favorite. I really enjoy probably... The slaloms, the super G, or the freestyle skiing, where they go down like a mixed obstacle course and can take whatever path they want. Yeah, that is, that freestyle do a combination of jumps and deal with various obstacles. Very cool, Liam. What about you? Um, just had school, new semester, classes aren't the best. A lot of special people, and uh, yeah. How's Elder Scrolls Online? We won't talk about that. <laughs> you want to talk about how many hours you played this past week? No, I'll be good. Be good. <laughs> I can look that He's up on Steam, right? No, he, he has he has super secret mode on. So only he oh. can see his hours. For hmm. the better. I wonder why that is. <laughs> well, He's ashamed. it's now his quite literally full time job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where's the income? Well, he's going to sell his account. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. have to level up high enough. What, what level are you going to get to before you decide, you know, it's a good selling point? I mean, like one and a half and 2,000, you know, I think that'll be a good range. But if <laughs> by then, like, it really starts to go up higher, like, the amount of counts are up higher and, like, maybe like two and a half thousand. There's dedication right there. A lot. Well, cool. Excited that you guys are all have different weird things going on, I guess. I think it's time to get into the challenges. Let's kick this this shenanigans off. So here at 1L2N, we like to do challenges. And so basically what it is, is we give each other a challenge word, and then we all have to make something creative out of it. You can spend as little time or as much time as you want creating the challenge and see what you get based off of it. It's just a, a fun sort of, uh, what's the word, like, exercise creative exercise just get those creative juices flowing and uh, see what you can you can put out and you can do you know paintings drawings songs stories whatever you want as long as you are making something that's what we care about so this past times word that we had or pastime no this pat this last this last mm, you know what i'm saying the word for challenges that we had the current challenge fairy word. tale. The current challenge. <laughs> why am I? Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's all. That all stay in. Uh, the current challenge word is fairy tale. So, who wants to go first? I want to go first. It's me. Me too. All two, right. 
preface this really quick. I did this in an hour. No retakes, no nothing. It's an idea I had in my head, and I have to blame Mike for it specifically, and you'll figure out why. So there's some mishaps, but that's okay. I'm ready. Mike, this one goes out to you, and only for you. So listen up. Mike, please do not buy another VST. Make my wallet want to cry when you purchase from Plugin Boutique. Please put that website on your blog list and go fuck yourself. Second, I must confess, put my bank account under the rest. When you purchase from Spitfire or Nate of Instruments, please put that website on your blog list and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Next project. It's, right. it's okay. That was a real life fairy tale I was supposed to listen to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mike, can we get some commentary? Look, I got an obsession for buying really great VST plugins, and Tommy has to buy everything I do because that's how this uh, music <laughs> business thing works between us. So every time I buy something, his bank account goes down. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah. that was that was really good. I loved it. I don't, I don't think we could put that one up, but. Why not? I think we could. No? Yeah. Why? Solomon to give a fuck himself. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, worst case, we can bleep it, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Worst case scenario, Missy, say, I want to go first. Yeah. I want to go first, because mine's the worst, and I want to get it out of the way. Okay, now say something else. <laughs> Be like, I guess Correct. I'll go next <laughs> after that. Okay, I guess I'll go next so we can just get mine out of the way. God. It's not going to be as funny as Tommy's. Thanks a lot, Tom. Missy, two it's... perfect takes. I just that have to great do takes. Some, Thank you. some claps. All right, so we're doing Missy fairy tale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. M Missy? What? Do you have any comments to say? No, watch it. Or listen to it. We'll talk okay. after. All right, count well, us you down. Have to, you have to count us down. Oh, uh, three, two, one, play. You're watching the Fairy Tale Network. Up next, it's your favorite game show, Potions and Poisons. After that, it's the season premiere of the hit treasure hunting program, Enchantment Roadshow. At seven, catch an all new episode of How I Met Your Stepmother. Then at eight, we take a break from our regularly scheduled broadcasts of Castle Hunters to bring you the annual State of the Realms Address. Tune in to hear our king respond to claims that the blacksmithing industry is affecting seawater quality in the Mermaid Kingdom, and hear him deliver his plan for how we can reduce our dependence on lamp oil from Agrabah. Stick around afterwards to watch our noble knights squire off and so you think you can fence. Now back to the real stepsisters of the Enchanted Forest, only on the Fairy Tale Network. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, Missy. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah.
So that was, was so creative and fun. I had a lot of fun coming up with everything, and I was really excited about it. And then, you know, I'm really self-conscious. So when I actually heard it played back, I was so discouraged because, like, I know I have a lisp, but I had no idea it sounded that bad. And all I can think of is, is that what the audience hears? Is that what you guys hear when I open my mouth? And no wonder nobody ever wants me to talk. I get it now. No, no, it's no fine. usually when you open your mouth, all we hear is, ah! Pterodactyl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. No, no that's cool. No, that sounded really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was very fun. I, I, because it was. I think that not to toot your own horn, but I love how I already told you this, but I love how you at least try to do something different every single week or every single challenge. That's kind of my goal. I try to do. I don't do like the same thing. Like I don't write a story over and over and over again. I try to actually challenge myself to come up with something different because that's what challenges. And this one just, yeah. I had a lot of different ideas. I think it came with like 11 different ideas. But yeah. this one I just thought was the most creative and also really lent itself to the challenge word. Fun. So you think you can fence with yeah. the best. <laughs> I am, I'm pretty interested in how we're going to reduce our oil consumption no, our, our dependence on lamp oil lamp oil oh okay <laughs> <laughs> nice but i i will credit i'm assuming tommy for helping with me yeah tommy did oh, all of the music and sound and he did all the sound all i did was come up with the script and, and record that. well you gave me so he, you gave me pointers you essentially here's here's what i want here mm -hmm. here and there and then i tried to make it so it was i did not want to take over this project in such a way where I was like, listen to my music. I wanted it to be like, listen to the narration. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, minimal. it was really good. But I was going to say, I really liked how it was like intense and quiet when you were like, listen to our King speak on. Yeah. And then it was like, back to bubbly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 100% what she was trying to do. So yeah. she gave me those specific pointers and she also <laughs> executed it so well in the narration. So yeah, it was fun. That was really nice, good. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Okay, he I guess I'll go, go next. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can go next if you want. I don't care. No, go for it. Okay. Come on, Frank. Break's over. We need you back out there. I'm fairly certain this job's going to kill me. Frank thought as he took a precious drag off the cigarette dangling from his bottom lip. Stuck on by the last bit of moisture, the filter sucked from his weakened body. The summer heat had been pounding at him since the park opened that morning, and his throbbing hangover was not made better by the wrath of the sun. He turned to go inside when the sharp pain in his shin sprung to the forefront of his mind once more. How many more times am I going to get kicked by one of those little devils? He moaned. Frank grabbed his costume from the bench and started to slip it on when he realized he couldn't smell the puke and tears of the children he hated so much on the costume anymore. For his own stench had started to drown them out. He paid it no mind as goblins were supposed to smell bad. Method acting was his excuse. He walked by his co-workers who came in from the park as they took off their fancy costumes that he envied. The handsome knight, the elvish princess, the dwarven lord, all gave him a familiar look of disgust that he had seen far too often. They don't know what it's like to be the face of evil at fairy tale land. 
He dreamt of stealing the knight's horse and riding west into the desert, far from the screaming kids and nagging parents that had come to haunt his dreams. But his parole officer would send him back to jail if he did. She obviously despised him for the cancer charity fraud he got caught doing. He placed the Goblin King's foam head over his own and onto his shoulders and stepped outside to be greeted by the boos and screams from the throngs of angry seven-year-olds ready to best him in combat. His new prison made him yearn for his old one. Well, 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 Mr. Story Creator. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I, I love that, like the drag on the cigarette. That was nice. Yeah, I had, I had more fun doing that one, and it came together quicker than anything I've done so far. So I'll probably, I'll probably record a video in the future of the process I went through with writing it and, you know, how it, it kind of like fell together. And the, the idea of I wanted the audience members to be kind of confused when they were hearing it and just learn a little bit more and sort of start off by feeling a little bit of pity for Frank and then be like, oh, he's kind of disgusting. And then be like, you know give a twist of oh he's actually on parole and this is his job that he has to do in a park as a fairy you bastard you stole from cancer charity yeah you deserve every minute of this hell (laughs) he's gonna get cancer he'd be smoking Mm -hmm. then he'll wish they had money left (laughs) no i liked i also liked when you were like yeah he could ride out west and it kind of like turned into the western sort of music as well i was like oh that's such a good touch yeah yeah there were some great so to, to be honest the way i wrote that is i just took that simple like four chord progression or it's like really three chords and that was one of the first things that i did before i wrote the story i just like had that horn line and i thought oh you know what this is kind of like western like and then i had the original idea of a you know just a disgusting guy wearing a costume in fairy tale land and all the kids hate him that was like the original core but when i heard that western thing it sort of just all fell together and i wrote the story aspect after the music so yeah. I'll, oh, I'll nice. talk about that more cool. in a video sometime. Yeah, that was sure. that was fun. It's cool. It was also cool seeing something. I mean, you've done a lot of music, so it's cool kind of see. I mean, yes, you did music, but seeing something different come out of you is awesome. Which is the whole point of this, the <laughs> challenge. I guess I will go next. So fairy tales are fun and happy and bubbly, but traditionally they were not. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? When I was a little girl, my mother spent endless hours telling me stories of brave knights and fair princesses, of fairies casting tricksy spells over unsuspecting wanderers, of monsters turning good when a fair maiden kissed them, of queens with desires to be young forever, and they all lived happily ever after. Happily, she said. But she never told me what happened after the stories ended. And as I stand here, staring out at the snow, quietly blanketing the acres around my estate, fingers dripping with someone else's blood, I know this isn't the happily she was talking about. It started with rats. Skahan never needed more than those. Made it seem like a game. And the streets near our apartment were riddled with them. Sure, as a young child, I was disgusted. But it quickly turned into a sense of pride for me whenever I brought back a fresh kill and he purred with pride. It was our little secret, something I even kept from my mother. He told me she would never understand, and he'd protect me from anything bad that happened. Trip, trip, trip. She wouldn't understand. 
As I grew older, Scahan did too. From a sort of amorphous dark blob who kept me company during the long stretches of time my mother was away, into a a cat-like shape with tendrils still drifting from his dark form. He would uncurl and stretch, greeting me when my mother kissed the top of my head and closed our front door for the day. But as he grew, so too did his hunger. No longer were simple rats satisfying him. Soon became small animals. And when small animals were no longer enough, Skahan asked me to bring him meals I had to hunt for. The fresher, the better, he would purr, and I willingly obliged. Trip, trip, trip. I should have known then. Life for a time got better for us. Mother got a big promotion and no longer had to work multiple jobs. I aced all of my classes at school and always seemed to be the tops in any clubs I was a part of. We eventually moved into a house of our own and it seemed like for a little while we had no cares in the world. We were happy. I started spending more time with all of the friends I had made or with my mother. Life was abundant and prosperous and I never wanted our happiness to end. But Skahan was growing restless always there in the background, always hungry. Trip, trip, trip. Happily was never an option for me. I see that now. I was in my last year at school when I ran away. I was in the middle of bringing a meal in for Skahan. A deer I caught the night before. I was good at hunting. I had been doing it for years by then. But with how busy I had been, getting him something big enough, something fresh enough had been tricksy. Fresher, he snapped at me. The thicker tendrils drifting off of his now larger cat body flicked back and forth in anger. This is the best that I can do, and be thankful I can get you this. I begrudgingly pleaded with him. His gait turned stalking and thunderous growl tumbled out of his sharp-toothed maw. Thought my mother was gone for the day. But as her gasp of horror filled my room at the scene laying before her, my blood ran cold. Karamer! She screamed my name, rushing towards me, trying to drag me away from the nightmarish image caged in framed glass in the corner of my room. But Skahan, Skahan was faster. Trip, trip, trip. I ran for days, for weeks, till time was all but a blur, only stopping that first night to clean off my mother's blood sprayed across my body. But he always found me every glinting window and every puddle left by a storm and any reflective surface, he was always there. Angry at first, growling the word child, threatening to tear my world apart, but he had already tore everything from me that meant the world to me, and he realized he needed a different approach. So his growls became whispers and coos, calming me, coaxing me, until he made me realize he was truly the only one left for me took care of me then, helped me find a new place in this lonely world. And for a very long time, the sacrifices I made for him were acceptable again. Trip, trip, trip. It's been decades. Strangers mostly, those whom the world would not miss, and a few assholes whom the world will definitely not miss. But occasionally friends, only if they got too close enough to knowing the truth of what and who Skahan and I are to each other. And yes, I, I have every comfort at my beck and call, anything I could ask for. Skahan provides and protects, just like he promised all those years ago. But I'm so tired, and this isn't what anyone should call living. Child? He purrs at me. I sigh and slowly turn around back to the room, 
turning my eyes to his hulking, monstrous form pacing back and forth inside the long wall, completely made of a single mirror, one of many in our estate. I dragged the last of his meal back to him, the one that tried to escape while he was too busy with the rest. His inky tendrils hungrily reach out and snap them from my grasp. I've seen his feedings many times, so I don't want to stay for the last of this. But as I turn to leave, he calls out to me once again. Child. I sigh, again, knowing what he wants. But I don't make eye contact as I whisper out to him. Skahan, Skahan on the wall. And he lovingly purrs back. Who's the Koromir of them all? There we go. So if you didn't guess, Skahan is the Gaelic word for mirror, and Koromir is the Gaelic word for fairest. Hmm. <laughs> So he was in like the mirror realm. Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. But it was it's the, it was a play off of mirror mirror on the wall, who's the mm-hmm. fairest one of all. But like, yeah, no, I get. It. Yeah. <laughs> but normally, like the mirror is not necessarily evil, so I thought it'd be fun to make it evil. Because of course I did. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that little explanation too of specifically the Gaelic words. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to do German because the Grimm brothers were the mm-hmm. ones that originally made fairy tales very popular, but the German words for mirror and Ferris I just didn't like. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, go Gaelic." <laughs> Plus I can't really do a German accent, so not that I can do a Gaelic Irishy accent that I was doing, but I tried. Apologies if it offended anyone. I thought it was anyone. a Scottish accent. I try. I don't know. I was so nervous. It just kind of mixed. <laughs> so we're calling it a Gaelic accent. <laughs> that works for me. An accent of the Isles. Yeah, an accent of the Isles thing. How long did it take you to write? Overall, it probably took me about two hours. I wrote the first, I knew what I wanted to do. And I wrote the first half of it in like about an hour. And then I had to stop because I was like, I don't know if the direction I'm taking it is how I want to take it. And so I, I waited for like a few weeks and then Tommy was like, yo, you finished that fairy tale project? I was like, oh crap. And so then I quickly finished it within the next hour. So yeah, not too long, which is nice. I think I thought about it more than I actually wrote it, which I feel like in most cases, that's the case. That's an Amy thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we only have one left. That's me again. Yeah, boy. No explanation, I'll explain it later.
<laughs> I want to play that video game. Yeah, that, that's a, that, that's the vibe I got too. Was like it, it could totally be a a video game fight music. You know? I kept hearing it as an alternate oh, version to our winter song. Oh, do that too. So like, sp- like spring alternate music. I guess. Oh, okay. oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. Spring? <laughs> no, no, no. It sounded like a remix. Or not remix. You know what I mean. Just another version to our winters. Yeah. Usually I tether a challenge word to a specific thought or feeling or like, for example, purple. It was a, a, the purple mafia, right? That was the idea I had. But for fairy tale, I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. How does it make me feel? So I just did that. And then I wrote this out. And then towards the end of writing it how what i got out of this i guess was like oh i guess maybe the violin and viola and cellos are like dancers and they're like they're learning to dance together and at the very end that's when they learn to like Like not dance exactly the same part but dance together to complement each other and that's Mm. what i kind of got at it towards the end but other than that i literally put (laughs) i did not put a single thought into this has to be this way i was just like let's just make it and it was, I don't know if you heard, but it was, I, I'm very proud of this. I very seamlessly transitioned it multiple times out of the 5-4 and 4-4 four, four time signatures. Side note, I love 5-4 time, so that was so rare to find. Anytime it was the, the more upbeat part was 5-4. So. I have to go back and listen. I was just listening to like the bounciness of the pianos, which I really liked, especially when the, it was back and forth, especially near the end, you had some notes that were just like, but it was like bouncing back and forth the way you did it which is really cool yeah i think there's a now that you've showed me mike a lot better how to mix there's so many mixing problems with this so i I listened to it a bunch of times before i presented this there's a lot of mixing problems there's a lot of problems in general i would fix to make this perfect it's basically just mixing is in a few velocity notes here and there but i mean I, i i was fun I enjoyed it. I think it's a pop. So one of the things Tommy and I have been trying to figure out is mixing because I think it's definitely our weakest part. You know, we can create stuff, but getting it to the point where it sounds as professional as possible on our amateur like rigs is very difficult. And mixing, I think, is one of those things that can separate us. Like I said, for my fairy tale thing, I wrote the whole thing in about like four or five hours or so. And then I spent a solid I don't know, eight to 12 hours mixing it in different forms, just trying to learn as much as I could. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that I had more fun mixing it and figuring out that side of the puzzle than I did actually making the thing. And that's one thing that we'll definitely be focusing on in the future is trying to figure out efficient ways to get our mixes better so that it sounds good, not only in our own headphones, but in everybody's cars and on their, their phone speakers and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was my project. I think something I really like out of the challenges is just all of the different creative routes you can go just based off of one word. And I think it's really cool. I mean, I'm sure we've said this before, but I I do think it's really cool how we've all interpreted it differently and we've all taken it a different route. And I just think it's so much fun to hear what you guys have come up with and how you guys have come up with it. It's, it's awesome. And for those listening at home, like we want to hear and see and listen and watch whatever you guys have come up with too. Like send us your stuff. We want to see it. We want you to participate in the challenge as well. But I think that also brings us to who gets to pick the next word. <laughs> it's me. You're welcome. Oh boy. Rigged. Um, <laughs> Rigged. 
<laughs> it's I just, rigged. Oh yeah, yeah. We can totally see that. That die makes sense. Would you like me to roll again no, while no. on video and I'll prove it to you? No. You prove how rigged it is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah In the future it. though, <laughs> you should definitely have a camera pointed at your dog. All right. Next yeah. time I'll do that, I promise. Okay, so a word. Um, 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 um. Four arms? That's a weird challenge word. No, no, that's no, no, no. I don't even know if I can make that into a song. Probably I'm getting good. vibes of alms for the poor. Yeah. Om um, nom nom nom. <laughs> Bri- bridges. Bridges? Bridges. Bridges. Bridge or bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I was thinking, Jeffrey. Oh. Jeffrey Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Sorry, it can be bridge. Nope, you said bridges. It doesn't matter either way. <laughs> we'll be like, for my inspiration, I said bridge was stupid, and I went with two of them. <laughs> 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 Mm, sounds about right. Not, not only do I like the idea, I think there's two different approaches that at least I've experienced, and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this as well when it, it comes to making these challenges. And the first to me is that I, I like making challenges where I'm doing something I've never done before, or I'm trying to learn a specific act, like a, a part of being creative. So I kind of force myself into that new route. And then some of the other challenges that we've done, it's been more like, oh, no, I just want to do something that is fun and relaxing. And I, I feel like it, both of the times it makes me it makes me really appreciate just being creative and I have a lot of fun doing it. But I like being able to separate that idea of me trying to improve upon something versus sometimes I just want to go ahead and be creative. Uh, does anybody else feel that sort of way with these challenges? Yeah, I think this this exact challenge was one for me i was like i just kind of want to be creative i think the previous ones have been me trying to work towards a specific goal like i need to better myself in this aspect of music or this aspect but yeah i'm i'm pretty much the exact same way it's 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 fun being creative just for the hell of it but it's also really fun bettering yourself in the aspects that you're not very good at like for me mixing (laughs) i'll probably work on mixing for next challenge I think for me, I really enjoyed, well, I've tried not to make it a murder robot story. That was was number one. (laughs) Although, you know, people were murdering, there's still death and stuff, but whatever. I had an image in my head as soon as fairy tales popped up and it was somebody in like a stark white room with like mirrors all around and this monstrous form in the mirror. And that I was like, I want to create that. I want to bring that story to life. So for me, I had a lot of fun. Not trying to force something out, but trying to create this image that I that had popped into my mind. And why would I be there? What's going on? And what's like the background of it? So I think a lot of times that's how I write or come up with stories is I come up with one scene. And I'm like, how do I make an entire story around this one scene? Mm. So for me, I really enjoyed that aspect of like, actually making a story from the scene that popped into my mind. So it was a little bit of challenge, I guess. But for most, mostly, it was just fun being creative. And Missy, you said that you had like 13 different ideas or something like that for this. Did you just try and choose the best one or the most interesting one that you wanted to do? Like, how'd you go by, how'd you select the idea and stick with it? Several of the ideas I had, while I thought they were probably better ideas, we probably would have gotten copyright claims on them, overstepping story elements of already existing stories. So I kind of had to nick some of them as more just personal project kind of ideas and then some of them just wouldn't have worked for the format 
And ultimately, I don't know, I just went with this one. It just seemed like it was going to work with the time that I had and wouldn't be stressful. Cool. Now, Liam, what was the inspiration behind yours? Because I'm really fascinated and I really want to know your deep thoughts about it. I was just thinking one day and then I realized I had a thought. And so with that thought, I worked to what I thought about. And I was thinking of how to do what I was thought. But now I'm here and I'm thinking I shouldn't have thought. Very inspirational. Yes. Holy shit, really man. I gotta wipe my tears. If only we could live up to that, you know? Yeah. I don't think we can. Nope. I think that's it. That's the show, okay. guys. <laughs> Wrap it up. No, along with the challenges, I did actually have something I wanted to ask you guys today. I know. Oh, a question. So when thinking about creative aspects in general, there are things that inspire you. But I want to know what's the first thing that truly inspired you. And I'll go first to give you an example about it. The first thing that inspired me to read and to love stories was I was in middle school and I was in a library and I don't think I was supposed to be there. I was like skipping class or something, but I told the librarian I was checking out a book and she's like, okay. And so I wound up walking over to like the fantasy section of books and I saw this book called Talking with Dragons. And I was like, this looks dumb. Let me just check it out. And then wound up just like, I have to check this out right now. This is an amazing book. That was probably one of the first moments that I kind of realized in my life. Like I didn't know books could actually be interesting and entertaining. I've heard so many people say, oh, I've read this. I'm reading this. And I was like, books are so boring and dumb. Like, why would you want to read them? And then as soon as I, I read that book, I was like, oh, no, I'm hooked. I didn't know you could actually enjoy reading. I thought it was all like history and school provided, you know, nonsense. Um, so the fact that like something cool was actually in a school as well, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. So that one, that one's for me kind of really kicked off my whole like reading journey, if you will. Yeah. Your reading addiction, we'll say. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I basically spent any money I ever made when I was younger on books, like just all of my books. Do you think? I'm like, you should save that money. I'm like, nah. Do you think it was the fact that you were so surprised? at the content that made you enjoy reading so much more stuff in the future? I think I thought books were really only like, like I didn't realize books had magic and dragons and creatures and, and it was slightly a romance book, but like not like in a weird way. So it was like, oh, like there's, I mean, cause it was like a kid's book. That's what okay, I meant. Okay. Like, like two people oh, okay. like fall in love, but it's not like a sexy romance book. Cause that would be weird to have in a middle school library. I just really loved they, they so speaking of fairy tales talking with dragons is basically this world where all of these fairy tale stories are characters in the book and the main character was this princess who was like I don't want to be a princess I just let me go hang out with dragons and I'll like cook them some food or something and I'll do whatever I want and you know like princes tried to rescue her and she's like no seriously please go away and she would fight off these princes who were trying to rescue her and she like learned to sword fight and stuff and I, I just I loved that it showed this you know we see lots of movies with fantasy and magic and it's probably where I got my fantasy and magic addiction from but we see all of these like movies and I didn't realize you could like see it in your mind and as I read it I was like this is so vivid like I can see everything that's happening and it was just a really fun experience for me to be able to realize that you could get more of the stories that you loved 
in movies, but in your mind. That's corny, but that, I don't know. So yes, is that the answer? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Side note, I can't remember the middle school library at all. I have like zero memory of it. I can remember every crevice of the elementary school library, but I have no idea where the library even is in the middle school. You're totally right. I can't think of the middle school library at all. I remember the, the elementary school one perfect. Yeah. And the, the high school one. Yeah. High school one. I know that inside and out. I remember yeah. the middle one. Oh, God. Perfectly. I don't yeah. remember the middle remember either. Where was it? It's like, and then I remember. Yeah, it's like I remember. You walk in the main entrance, and then it just go down a little bit, and then it's on your right hand side. And when you walk into the library, there's like desks off to the right hand side, and I think there's computers off to the left somewhere. Yeah, and then there's like books all around. I vaguely have the Scholastic. They used to have the Scholastic Book Fair over in the right hand side. There was like a big open area. See, I vaguely remember that. I hmm. like I clear as day remember the elementary one, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, I remember I, where I got the book from. It was over on the left hand corner, off in the corner. It wasn't like like you walk in, and it was like along the left side wall, all, over in the corner. There, there's steps in the back left corner when you walk in through the door that go up to you know how they have all those ramps and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's oh, steps yeah. in the door up there. Oh, my remember that? I remember that now. This we must not great, spent, journey of remembering. We must not spend any time in it <laughs> when I was there. Oh, that's because you weren't skipping school. That, I mean, I never did that. I remember <laughs> in, in the middle school library, that is where I first heard about Harry Potter because it just came out. And I oh. was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then, you know, I, I think that is probably the biggest memory I have of there because I, I, that's where I learned about it. And then I just didn't, wasn't able to consume it for several years. Reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say for for me, when we're talking about what first inspired us, there's two things and they both relate differently. They're both music related, though. Missy might actually semi relate to this Sonic the Hedgehog as a video game. Like we played the crap out of that. And the music in that, like I remember Missy made lyrics to some of the songs. Lyrics to all the different levels. Yeah, like the melodies were, were, were so iconic and I still can hear them later. And, you know, I never imagined that I would be able to write something like that. But it definitely inspired me musically as I started to to develop just to be really melody focused, because that's one of the things that I think classic video games did so well. That's one of the things I think classic video games did so well is because they had to have a melody because they just didn't have the equipment to do large rhythmic sections. And then rhythmic video game music sort of came later. But I think one of the most inspirational things for me musically was a classic album that many people may or may not have heard, but it's Pink Floyd's The Wall. And it's an awesome, awesome rock album. But the thing that inspired me most is as it builds towards the end of the album, there is more instruments that are involved. And they bring a lot of orchestration into the rock as well, but they do it in such a really great, beautiful way where nothing's kind of overtaking anything. And I always thought that it would be really fun to to make that sort of thing. And now that I'm older and technology is advanced, I might actually be able to make something, obviously not on the same level as the wall, but but I can sort of incorporate those orchestral ideas into different type of music. So that's kind of what inspired Maybe me. Maybe like a, like a fence instead of a wall. How do I disconnect Don't her? kick me. Don't <laughs> kick me. No, don't do it. <laughs> so my inspiration was actually by, kind of by accident, Amy originally when I was younger because she was a twilight fanatic 
showed me soundtrack to Twilight, which Muse, which are you can't deny those are amazing. So, and the I remember the first Muse song I ever listened to specifically was Supermassive Black Hole, and I was like, oh, this band's cool, but I I never remembered their name and I never remembered the album. And then fast forward to like beginning of high school, there was this guy and he was a really good bassist and he was playing the bass line to Hysteria. And I was like, fuck, I want to learn that. What is that from? So I asked him and he's like, oh, it's Muse Hysteria. I'm like, what? So I started listening to all of Muse and I realized with every album that they made, it was like completely different yet the exact same. And it was insane to see an artist to me because all i'd ever known in artists were they were just doing the exact same thing over and over and over again while muse is always trying to at least redefine what they were doing but also keep their identity yo this is still muse you can tell it's still muse but it's also new and fun and that kind of opened my freaking mind for music i was like wait as an artist i don't have to like stick to one thing i'm really good at i can just explore all these things and it started with like metal and then retrowave and orchestral music. And it was like all these things. I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to just stick to one thing and then say, this is my thing. I can try out whatever I want and enjoy them all. And I think Muse was definitely a catalyst to do so, seeing that they incorporated so many different elements in their music. And it was, they're usually really good. They're really fun. I was like, wait, I can do that as an artist. And that basically it kickstarted that. And uh, yeah, I love them for that. I think a cool idea with that, too, is at least when I was growing up, if you liked rock music, you were supposed to not like rap, you know, at least with the friends that I hung out with and any kind of hip hop, you know, it's like, oh, no, you don't like that. And that's that's limiting yourself to these wonderful genres. You know, I'm not a huge fan of like modern country music, but I've listened to a whole bunch of older country music now that I never thought I would enjoy. And you can incorporate different styles of music together if you just give them a chance. So I think it's really cool that you you were like trying to find as many genres as possible and find unique things out of them. Because if you pigeonhole yourself into one, it's just you're going to sound exactly like that. You're never going to move forward with, you know, the medium that you're trying to express yourself in. A rule I like to keep to this day is whenever i'm listening to new music i'm not going to skip a track i do not like because if i there's a lot of times where some a song starts off bad and then a minute in you're just like what the fuck this got so good or there's elements that you just you like specifically out of that that and you don't like others like there's always usually something i can find and enjoy out of genres i don't like like country for example I can find something that I enjoy out of that, even though I don't, I don't ever yeah. will willingly listen to it. So, yeah. Some of my favorite music sounds are songs that are cross genre. Like it's, yeah, distinctly yeah. pop and rap, or rap and rock, or country and pop. You know, whatever it is. But I those I tend to like. Yeah, bluegrass and anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love bluegrass. They're just. There's so many wonderful genres out there, and there's so much inspiration and, and passion for each individual one, and I love seeing it. Like, I, I love also when people genre mash. I mean, oh man, I, I'm going to pronounce his name Ludwig, the person who scored Black Panther, not Beethoven, but 
that Lord Black Panther. He's he's excellent at genre mashing, and I absolutely love it because he's so good at, for example, combining these elements of trap and orchestral, and you see it tremendously within. Uh, fucking distracted. I can't. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can't she just walked right up and attacked my microphone with her face. <laughs> Padme. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's time to look at Mo for right now. I have to. <laughs> Cat break. <laughs> All I can see is Mike's hand moving. She's laid back down. <gasps> Kitty. Uh, oh, you scratched in the back. Here, I'm going to put her on my lap so she can claw the oh. fuck out of me. I'm sorry. You can continue. I, I honestly don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I like new important. composers like oh, Ludwig, oh, Ludwig who, yeah. who incorporate so many different styles into their composition and then you come up with these things that you never would have thought you know i yeah i i love every soundtrack that ludwig puts out it it's interesting because upon first listen i do not like it but upon second and third i actually enjoy it more and more and more to listen to it and yeah he's so good at mixing so many different elements from other genres and then just it sounding unique and creative and inspired and it's oh it's wonderful it's so good what about you guys I have no memory of whatever it was that got me into reading and writing. I just, I mean, I remember doing it back in preschool. You know, we had a, I went to a private school and our mom was one of the teachers there and the classes were held at a much higher level. So it was like you were in first and second grade with the reading and writing stuff that we were doing. So we were just reading like, you know, at age three and four we were reading all these little books so i just i've always read and as long as i can remember i've always wanted to write or i've always written you know stuff in modern years maybe 13 14 years ago whenever it came out i read brandon sanderson's mistborn and that in in modern times was what really got me back into the writing actually it couldn't have been that long ago probably like 10 years ago why did that is, I've not heard of that. that. What is it? Yeah, Mistborn? B-O-R-N? Mist, Mistborn. Yeah, it's a pretty good huh. book. It talks about it a lot. Well, talk about it with us. I don't, I don't know what it is. So one of my favorite genres of story, whether it's on the screen or in, on paper, is realistic science. And while Mistborn was not that, it's definitely fantasy. It pulls actual science notes into it, which drew me mm. into it. That's so a, a science fiction fantasy post-apocalypse. Oh, pre- ap- mm, not post apoc I don't even, I don't know. I don't it's a sci fi fantasy. Something. It's not it feels like it's an <laughs> it apocalyptic like is, world, but it's not, but it kind of is, and it's hard to explain until you like read it and then you're like, Oh, okay. It does not take place on Earth. It's its own planet. Brandon Sanderson has a few different planets in his various stories that he uses. Mm. But it's got some really unique world building elements, and that really drew me into it as well. Something else that I also find very important in stories is is establishing the rules of a world or a universe and then following them. Mm-hmm. And he follows his own rules very well and is very clear like what does and does not happen. But he also slowly reveals those various elements throughout the stories instead of just piling all here it is all at once and then running with the story. So I like that as well. Would you say that that world building factor that you were looking for when you were reading Mistborn 
was it something he followed through with so much that it also inspired you to do that but with your own writing yeah i would say so like he definitely inspired me to to focus some of the things that i like to write or want to write as opposed to just i like writing yeah i used to be more like i I always wanted to write stories but i just could never make stories work and so i wrote poetry i have like a ton of poetry Mm. so after reading his work it kind of gave me more confidence about wanting to write stories you know it's it's funny you said that because i remember wanting to like make these big stories when i was in like middle school but i didn't know how and Mm -hmm. so i started off with writing song lyrics and poems and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because it was a lot simpler to do that sort of thing instead of going and trying to build a giant world and I guess now, you know, the, the more I write, the easier it is to start to create that world process. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we both had like the, the poem song lyric. Yeah, you know. I used to write a lot of song lyrics as a kid, right? All the music's still in my head. It's not out anywhere. But yeah, I did that a lot because it's just like, it's just too much. Like, there's no way I can do it kind of thing. Mm. It wasn't until I took creative writing in college that I even realized short stories were an option. I always thought of them as more like, hey, it's a school essay, but creative. But there's an entire market out there that's just short stories, put them in collections and whatever. So that definitely also inspired me to further be able to write. Was taking that class. Um, I really like make things like you guys do. So I feel like I don't have the same. True, but think about it like what kind of movies do you like that you were really like wow cinema can be like this or tv shows you're like wow storytelling can be like this that not necessarily inspired you to write or make movies of your own but inspired you inspired that sort of passion and obsession i guess in you i don't know i think the first movie i ever really remember seeing was tron legacy Damn, what a a good movie to first see. Remember, that was that was a really good movie. I really liked how creative and different it was of like going inside of the video game. Also, it also being a good movie because usually video games and movies don't mix well. But yeah, I thought the music one of the best soundtracks ever. Really good soundtrack, and it just looked so visually appealing, and it had a decent story that was unique. I just, I just like, I liked everything about it. I probably like it a bit more than I should, but it's definitely very good. But when it comes to like your story and like legitimately create creativity of what you can do, the world, it's got to be Game of Thrones. I mean, that is one of the most in-depth and one of the most well-made worlds ever. And the books are so much more in-depth and so much more finicky than what the the show. Like the show might look complex but when you compare it to the books it's really nothing because like there's like half the characters that they take out but like it's so there's so many different like strings of characters you have to weave in and out and how different ways of them all interacting with each other and just everything about it it's it's a great world and i would love to do something maybe not to that level of complexity because that just doesn't seem as fun but like something close to it and something is unique because it's it's really it's really cool and really nice. Now, would you want to do it like writing this story or just creating the the world or filming it? Like, what kind of aspect would you ever want to get involved in? Any of those, I would love to be somebody who like writes a story, but also is the main person that adapts it to like a show or a movie. 
because usually whoever wrote it isn't the main person. In fact, usually most of the time whoever wrote it isn't in the process of making it on screen. Yeah. Depends on what their con- what contract they signed. Yeah, they so. sell their rights. I think it also depends upon your skill set too, because yeah. being a very like creative author doesn't necessarily give you the skill set to be a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying that there there can't be people who do both. You know, doesn't but automatically think, translate. Yeah, would it uh, like directing or anything interest you either, Liam? Yeah, that's always seemed pretty cool, pretty fun. I mean. Uh, they're they're all different types of jobs, different types of things you have to do. So it's I don't know, kind of learning all of, all the parts yeah, and seeing where best you fit in or what best takes your interest. It's a lot of parts. So it's a lot. Of yeah. it, it's kind things. of one of the the fun things about experimenting with creative stuff is you just get to really see what you like doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Missy and I have had this experience in college. Like we kind of go in and say, "Oh, this is what we're doing," and then as we go through it we've been changing our focus and i think that can be the same thing with creativity you might just find that one outlet that you really really love but you'll never know until you try a bunch of different things especially when it comes to creativity there are so many forms of creativity as well like the way you direct something the way you paint something the way you write something the way that you present something that you know, creativity is not just like, oh, I wrote something, I made a song or I painted. Like there are so many other avenues of creativity out there. And I think a lot of times when people think, oh, I don't want to be creative. It's like one of those three, like I or I can't be creative. And it's like, you're probably creative in your everyday aspect. It's just how you're creative might be a little different. You know, how do you present that display that you're fixing up at work or whatever, or how, you know, if you're welding those two pieces of metal together at your job, making cars, like, do you do it with a precision eye or, you know, that there's, there's so many different little aspects of, of creativity. And it's just all about finding your specific aspect. Yeah. Your outlet to doing that. Yeah. I guess another moment where it just like opened up the possibilities, even though I'm not a artist, I can't draw worth anything. It was very interesting coming to the realization. I was with my science teacher and she was like, yeah, you can put your passion in like literally anything. You realize that like when we're looking at these microscopic elements, they don't actually have colors. This is like, this is so small that it reaches to the point where the, the waves aren't producing colors down here. It's just like black and white. And I was like, interesting. She's like, yeah, you need artists to put in all these colors, to make these graphs, to make this look pretty and presentable in a way where you want to still learn this information. And that opened up my mind. I was like, art is just not subjective to just be in this box. It's literally everywhere around us. And that's what's really nice to know. It's like, yeah, you can combine art in whatever you want, pretty much. Look at woodworkers. I think that's like one of the craziest art <laughs> skills that you could possibly do. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, my I have a, a buddy who is a carpenter and just watching him work is an art form. The way he does things, you can tell there's a lot of skill and passion and thought that goes into everything behind him. And yeah, he's not making a movie or a TV show, but man, he's an artist. Yeah, exactly. We are all artists of our own design. Too cheesy? Probably. Sorry. What would your slogan be for creativity and artists? Oh, no. Audience, don't forget to tweet us. All right. I think that, that that wraps up everything. 
you can if you want to participate in our next challenge word which is bridges bridges or bridge whatever or if you have something for the fairy tale challenge word don't forget to send it to us we want to see what it is that you have made and let us know you know what was the thing that inspired you in your specific creative endeavors um we want to hear from you we are 1l2n productions over on twitter instagram youtube and reddit come and hang out and if you like what we're doing here and you want to help show your support for what we're doing you can head on over to our patreon and thank you very much for listening in today and, and getting to experience all these fun challenges we had and the last word of the day goes to that was a that was a ride that rolled so many times liam take it away liam have you ever wanted to cut the earth in half and see what happens